Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Some of the best high school basketball in the state is played right here in Southeast Wisconsin. It's time to hear from some of the best high school basketball coaches in the area. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show, presented by your local pick and save stores. Now with former Marquette High and Concordia University coach David Cooks, here's 1057 FM The Fans High School Insider. Big time, Mike McGivern. Uh, welcome back to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coach Show presented by our local pick and save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. It's one of my favorite segments uh, brought to you by Brighton Stratton uh, Athletics and is our coach's corner. And uh, I got a chance to spend a little time with the head coach at Cardinal Stritch, came over to our practice the other night, and I've known him for a while. He's, uh, he's one of the good ones. Hey, uh, Mike, how you doing? It's good uh, good to spend a little time with you on my show. Good morning, Mike, and congratulations on a terrific win the other day. I really enjoyed watching that. Man, I, I appreciate that. I know you showed up at, at one of our practices and said, look, I, I was at the St. Catharines practice. This is going to be a tough battle. Both teams are, are really talented, and uh, it, it definitely was. That's a really good basketball team. Hey, Coach, how many years have you been at Cardinal Stretch? Uh, we just finished our fourth season. How was how'd your year go this year? Well, we thought this was going to be our best team, um, but we got riddled with injuries. We still had a pretty good year. We finished uh, sixteen and thirteen, and and uh, really legitimately had a, had a chance to win the the conference tournament. But we got whittled down to seven guys at the end of the year. I mean, we had everything from an ACL to a stress fracture to a broken foot. And, uh, you know, I'm proud of our guys. We weathered the storm, and we were more than competitive down the stretch. But uh, certainly you always, you know, at the beginning of the year, you always have high expectations. And as a coach, you know, you're never quite satisfied. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, Coach, um, it's it's difficult at the NAIA level to, to recruit kids from this uh, from Wisconsin, it seems, at southeast Wisconsin. And... I, looking at your roster, you've got a couple of Wisconsin kids, but I know that you're making an attempt to try to keep more kids home and to play at Cardinal Stritch and give kids an opportunity to play at the next level. Can you talk a little bit about the difficulties that you guys face uh, recruiting this area? You know, Mike, I think the, the biggest difficulty is perception. And, uh, you know, I think John Fossil on the women's side has the same issue. I mean, he's taken his team to – 18 straight NAIA tournaments and still he struggled to get the local kids. And, you know, sometimes for them, it's just a little bit sexier to say, I'm going to Waldorf and Iowa or William Penn than Cardinal Stritch right across the street. So that's kind of the battle we fight. Um, you know, I just looked at our list this morning and 73% of the guys that are on our list are from Wisconsin. And we're going to make a valiant effort, as we do every year, to see if we can't pull a, pull a few out 
Um, in fact, we'll have five coaches out of the sectional games today. Coach, uh... you kind of talked a little bit about what I was going to ask you is I think a lot of people in our state don't necessarily understand what NAIA is all about. I mean, everyone knows Wisconsin Marquette and everyone's been, you know, pretty familiar, especially the basketball community of, of the old WSUC and now the, you know, the WEAC. Um, how would you, you know, if you could promote or explain what NAIA is and what it's about, you know, what would you tell people in the basketball community that, you know, the NIA provides and, and uh, their strengths that um, they need to know about? Well, basically, I mean, I think what we have here in the state is we've got a state that has been transformed. Virtually everybody was in the NAIA 20, 25 years ago. And then institutions made a decision to, to, to change course. And every, every institution has a choice. They can be in the NAIA or they can be in the NCAA. We've only got two left here in the state of Wisconsin in the NAIA, and that would be uh, Viterbo and Cardinal Stritch. Everybody else has opted to go to NCAA Division Three, and I think part of the reason for that was financial. Um, they did not want to expend money on scholarships. So now what we've got left here in Wisconsin is just seven schools that would offer basketball scholarship money per se, and that would be your four Division Ones, the lone NCAA Division Two, Wisconsin Parkside, and then Viterbo and Cardinal Stritch. So... Um, who do you find in, yourself? In F- oh, sorry. Go ahead, Coach. Go ahead. Go ahead. I said, who, when, when it comes down to recruiting, and, and I, I was telling Mike earlier, I mean, we, we, you know, you see you all over the Milwaukee area getting out to watch high school games, and then when it comes down to trying to convince kids, talk to kids and their families, who do you find yourself battling to be able to to get kids? When, like you just said, you're one of the few schools that can offer a scholarship to financially help kids out. You know, what obstacles do you see or what schools do you find yourself battling? Is it other NAI schools coming in from other states, you know, D2s or even some of the D3s here in Wisconsin? Yeah, it's actually a little bit of both. Um, Oftentimes it's the Minnesota D2s. Um, Recently it's been more of the NAIs coming in from Iowa and and, uh, southern Illinois and sometimes even Missouri and – and then, you know, every once in a while, you, you, you'll get a little bit of a battle with a WEAC school. So it pretty much runs the gamut. And, and you know, when you talk about advantages and disadvantages, I mean, every kid is looking at different things. Different things are important to every kid. There's a lot of kids that just want to get away and break away from the Milwaukee area in particular. And that's understandable. So for us, our job is to love them recruit them. If they go away and it doesn't work, hopefully we'll get them on the bounce back. We're talking with Mike Jaroskowski. He's the head basketball coach, head men's basketball coach at Cardinal Stritch University. Hey, coach, can you give us, and normally in this segment I'll ask a coach to give us one or two staple drills, either on offensive, defensive, rebounding drill, a drill that you guys do every day because you think it's so important? Yeah, Mike, I, I think for us, I mean, we are, are clearly founded in our defense. I mean, that's our identity. And, you know, as a coach, I, I think it's always important that everybody be as creative as they can in addressing issues that they see. So for us, you know, I'm, I'm a guy that's going to make sure 
that each and every day we're going to do some form of our defensive shell drill. And I think we do things a little bit different maybe than some folks. I, I get out to plenty of practices and, and see people. And, you know, the classic four-man shell with the two guards and the two forwards. Um, we're going to do some different things out of that, whereby we're going to move people in the shell. We're going to exchange on the backside every time that we make a guard-to-guard pass. We may have a situation where we're going to drive gaps. And then we're going to change the formation. You know, we're going to put a guy in a high post. We're going to put five on the perimeter. And we're just going to change that shell up a little bit every day. It's not rocket science, but what it is is a constant repetition where we're building our habits. Yeah, I I think that's important. And it's interesting because I think, you know, sometimes as coaches, and Ty, you might agree, we, we have a tendency to – you know, in the beginning of the year, hey, we're going to try to shell every day. We're going to shell every day. We're going to do this. And then there are times that you get away from it, and, and it shows up on, on the floor because you haven't you haven't taken the time to do that drill every day. There's a couple of drills that Coach Wallershein believes in that we do every day. One is a defensive shell. One's a dribble-shoot kind of drill. And it's interesting, if you don't do this every day, kids start – creating bad habits on their own. It's also hard to find the time every day, too. You know, the season becomes long and into January, into February, whether it's college or high school, and there's not enough hours in the day to be able to get to everything that you want to do, keep your kids fresh, and then if you have daily staples, you know, with drills that you're doing, to get those in also and still be able to walk away from practice knowing that your kids aren't tapped or burnt out with, you know, having a game this day and then the next day and, you know, more practice time. So you, you try to keep things short, but yet you're trying to find time to get everything in. It's hard. Hey, hey, coach. Hey, Mike, what do you guys – Hey, Mike, on the – I was going to say it's a little bit like batting practice in baseball. You know, you got to have it, even if it's for a short period of time. Good point. It's a great point. Hey, if somebody asks you offensively, are you guys uh, – are you a coach that likes to get the ball down the floor? Are you more a half-court coach? What kind of offense do you like running? Well, I think I've learned over time, and you know the college game is different from the high school game. In fact, I was at a game the other day, and I'm a, I'm a proponent of the shot clock. Um, I watched the high school game that was a 12-point game with three minutes left, and at that point in time, the game basically ended because one team held the ball, the other team couldn't get it back, and it ended up a free-throw contest. So I'm a firm believer that in college, we've got a situation where with the shot clock, you got to be able to play at multiple speeds because one night, you know, you may come out and play a team that plays all two, three zone like a Syracuse, and you're going to have to have a certain level of of patience to attack that. You're going to play right into their hands if you're going to quick shoot it. The next night, you may play a team like a Cincinnati who's going to trap you all over the floor and the game's going to get sped up. So... You know, we've got an emphasis on preparing our team to play at all all different paces, all different speeds. Uh, it's pretty hard to dictate pace of the game today, uh, unless maybe you're a, a Virginia. They do a whale of a job at it, and it's not easy, and not many people do that, and that's because it's not easy. So for us, you know, typically we're going to pull it out in that. We're going to push it up the floor. We're going to see what we can get. If we can get a quick three in transition, that's what we're going to do. 
because we think that's a good high percentage shot that we have a good chance to rebound. If not, then we're going to work to get the best possible shot we can for the best shooters that we have. So, um, and then defensively, we're, we're primarily a man-to-man team. We're primarily a half-court team. We will play some matchup zone. Um, but we're going to change that defense a little bit every game dependent upon our level of quickness with regard to our opponents. And, you know, today our league is really interesting in that, and it's the beauty of our game. There are successful teams up and down the board throughout the 14 teams that play this game all different ways. Some of them are locked in the half court in the zone. Others are up and pressing. And so even offensively, you still have teams that are running five-man motion, four-man motion, and then you're going to get a lot of teams that all you're going to see are ball screen offenses. So, you know, I think that's the beauty of our game. And as a coach, our job is to prepare our guys to, to beat the best and to prepare our guys to play against whatever is thrown up against us. He is uh, Mike Jaskowski, is the head men's basketball coach at Cardinal Stritch University. Last question, Coach. Um, you and I have been doing this a long time. And I had a guy in another show that I do call Faith in the Zone, and I asked him, uh, he was a younger Division I uh, football coach. And I said, hey, uh, kids changed over the years a little bit, don't you think? And he said, no, I don't. I said, really? He said, look, I was 28 years old when I was a uh, first-year head football coach, NCAA Division I, youngest coach there. And he said, I was single and I was cool and I was about four years removed from playing. And he said, now I'm 44, I'm married, I've got three kids. All I want to do is get out of practice, go home and see my kids. They haven't changed. I've changed. What's your opinion on that? Well, I don't necessarily think the kids have changed as much as their environment has changed. And when I say environment, I, I not only mean their, their home environment, but school environment, and, and then the environment that they're a part of with their cell phones. I mean, that's, that's a whole new world, Mike, that you and I never had to deal with. Yeah, you bet. And, and so I, I think for us, that have been in this for a while, we have to find a way to stay in tune with that to a certain extent. And then we have to also educate our young people and our players about how to handle that responsibility of those phones. Because it can be a terrific asset or it can be a terrific detriment. But, you know, I I think the kids that we get that that want to compete athletically are basically the same, but they've been affected by their environments. And it's something that we've always got to be conscious and aware of. Well, that's a good point. Coach, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. It was good to see you the other day in person. Thanks for coming over to to one of our practices. And if there's anything you need from us, uh, please let me know. Well, good luck today. I know there are going to be some great games here around the state. Yeah, no doubt. I appreciate that. Uh, Mike Jaskowski, again, the head men's basketball coach at Cardinal Stretch. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, our pick and save, Student Athlete of the Week. We're going to call him and introduce him to you. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show, presented by our local pick and save stores, 
on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. So who is this week's Student Athlete of the Week? Who's making a difference in their community, in their classroom, and on the court? Let's meet the Pick and Save High School Student Athlete of the Week. Brought to you by your local Pick and Save stores, where Wisconsin saves on groceries. Welcome back to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coach Show presented by local Pick and Save stores. My favorite segment, man. I love highlighting kids that do good work in the classroom and in their community. And uh, our Pick and Save Student Athlete of the Week is a Milwaukee South Division kid. Jerome Mabry is uh, a senior over there. Ty, he's a good kid, huh? Uh, Extremely nice kid. Older brother was extremely nice kid. Yeah. Yep. Hey, Jerome's joining us uh, via cell phone. Jerome, how you doing today? I'm doing good, and you? I'm doing good. Thanks a lot for joining us, and congratulations being our Pick and Save Student Athlete of the Week. Can I ask you first question, your motivation for being such a good student athlete, where does that come from? Um, it comes from seeing my family struggle. I want to be the one to put an end to that struggle. I want to be the one to get my family a part of the urban community. Also, being a good student athlete satisfies me. That satisfaction also motivates me. Man. <laughs> well, you know, Ty, he won't be t- the first one. His older brothers, they're, they're very similar. I'll talk about them later. Yeah. Do you, you know, when I started doing with Pick and Save, the Student Athlete of the Week, I, I, I came up with that staple question, and I thought, well, I'll use that for four or five weeks and then come up with something else and then change it. And I can't get off that question for years because every answer is different. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it's, hey, my parents, my mom's a teacher, or my, you know, my uh, my brothers and sisters. But then after, it, it just then changes after that. But here's why I really take care of this. And the kids that, that win this award, they understand that it's a privilege to play basketball or play football. It's not a right. Jerome doesn't have the right to come to you and say, well, I have the right to play on your basketball team. He, the, he, he understands it's a privilege that he has to earn to be able to play on your team, he's worked at it, you know, and, and he's he's grown, he's matured, uh, and I'm not shy to say this in front of him. I told it to him, uh, you know, in the past like when he was a freshman, I thought he has no chance of ever playing varsity basketball. Yes, you know, there was a maturity level. He was kind of goofball, uh, not bad in any means, um, and then even into sophomore year, stuck around the JV and uh, even thought I I don't think he's he's good enough um, that he might not make varsity and to his credit, he put a lot of time into making himself a better player. And, um, you know, uh, by junior year w- was starting and this year led us in scoring and he, he will be playing college basketball next year. And I remember watching him in open gyms when he was a freshman and sophomore texting his older brother, who was also a pretty good player for us playing college basketball saying, what's wrong with your brother? Like he just, he doesn't know how to run. He doesn't, doesn't get it. And to Jerome's credit, he uh, he matured. He he uh, he figured some things out, and has done uh, very well for himself. Boy, that's hey coming from Time Hosler, Jerome. You got to feel pretty good about that. What what turned the corner for you on the basketball court? Um, just seeing my brother in college, like that's my role model. I looked to him, asked him a few questions, and he told me what to do, and I did it. Man. You got to feel good about that. What? Uh, where's you? Where are you going to school next year? Do you know yet? No, I don't know yet. But I'm planning to um, go to a Division two or three college. Um, t- 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 basketball wise, is he? Is he? It, it'd be a Division three, and 
Hamline is one university that um, is in the picture for him, and I think that would be a, an excellent opportunity for him. Jerome, what is it that you want to study again? What do you what, what do you want to major in? Um, I want to major in exercise science. And does yeah, Hamline have does Hamline yeah. have that? Yeah. Yeah. So he's researched it out. He he knows what he's talking about. He's done the work, and it would be a good fit. Um, I think both for him academically, socially, seeing some new things, getting away from the city, and being able to have the opportunity to work to to get playing time. Uh, probably not right away as a freshman, but maybe down the line as he puts the time in. What position does he play, Ty? What would you call your position there, Jerome? Uh, small port. Yeah, he's a he's a wing. Yeah. yeah. Can he shoot a little bit? Sometimes. Does it go in very often, Jerome? Um, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, hey, I get, shoot it because sometimes it goes in. Got to get in the gym, yeah. maybe uh, get more consistent um, with that. Hey, Jerome, here's what's going to happen in in the next couple of weeks. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out to to, to your coach. And I'm gonna get your cell number, and we're gonna meet at a pick and save close to your house. I've got a beautiful plaque that your local pick and save store is gonna give to you. We'll meet with you and your family, and I'll ask uh, your coach to show up. We'll get some pictures. It'll go up on our website. It'll go up on Pick and Save Facebook page, and we'll celebrate the fact that you are our Pick and Save Student Athlete of the Week. Thank you. Man, I really appreciate it. Um, have, have a good day, Jerome. Are You guys are done with Jerome here? Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. So have a good day, Jerome. Go do some push-ups. But um, wanted to add this about like Jerome and his older brother, Malcolm, who graduated uh, four years ago for us and uh, we'll be graduating with a degree uh, from McKendree University and, and uh, has played college basketball now um, at the Division II level that um, without anyone helping him, like, and, and I, again, I'm not saying anything to embarrass Jerome or, right. or Malcolm, but, um, you know, their dad died when they were younger, okay. so they didn't have a, a dad in the picture. Uh, Mom had some issues that she had to deal with where she wasn't in the picture. Right. They've moved around a lot, living with different brothers and sisters that have looked out for them to the best of their ability. And everything that these two are accomplishing, both academically and basketball-wise, is 100% because of them. They haven't had anybody holding their hand or pushing them or telling them, other than themselves, that this is what needs to be done. And they were both different. Where Malcolm came in, he was... They both grew late. They both filled out late physically. Um, Malcolm got behind. He was always capable of doing the work academically, but didn't take it serious. And then junior year, kind of the, the light went on. Like I got to get my act together. I can't be, you know, the goof in class. I can't uh, be the one that doesn't turn my work in. And he had to really work to get a two point to get a scholarship to Sauk Valley in Illinois. And then he worked his tail off to get a scholarship to McKendry, a D two. And he did with no fanfare. He's a, he averaged a double double as a junior. And the Division Two level, and you know, if you, he wasn't ranked anywhere. Mark Miller didn't know who he was. None. Right. So this kid made himself into a good player, and he's going to have a degree with a year to play graduate school. Jerome did it a little bit differently, where he took his grades serious, is a three point five, and um, saw what his older brother did, and I think some of that had to motivate him. You bet. Um, and now he's going to have the opportunity to go on to college and play, and. Uh, both of them accomplished it without having much, much at home. They they did it on their own. Ty, how is a coach? How, and I've we I, I've been through this as well. Um, but it, you know, these are the kids that when you get home at night, 
that you think about and you have so much like respect for. And I'm sure that we we try harder to help these guys because they want they want to do something. They with need their the life. help. They sometimes they don't know how to ask. I've had this discussion with my wife. You know, she coached at Arrowhead for all those you years, bet. and um, I, I never said it to like offend her, or upset her, but in our you know we talk sports and coaching that her kids at Arrowhead a lot of times they didn't need her they didn't they didn't need her they they had everything they needed at home right where they were going to go to school get fed have clothes knew where they were sleeping that night uh what's we're going to go to college whether sports were involved or not they had that taken care of my wife didn't have any of those worries and for us it's different we we have to help our kids see that possibility that opportunity and sometimes make decisions for them. You know, I joke all the time. Like, some of these kids can make really bad decisions, not because they want to make the bad decision. They don't know any better. They don't know any better. And they need someone to make the decision for them. Like, no, you have to go fill this out. Or, no, this is what class you need to take. Or go do this. And they need that point of view or that information from a coach because there isn't anyone telling right. them that or pointing them in the right direction. Where, you know, the Arrowhead kid and a lot of kids, they do have that direction from home. Jerome and Malcolm didn't have that. Well, Jerome Mabry, he is our Pick and Save Student Athlete of the Week, and I will be just proud to meet him at the local Pick and Save store closest to his house. I got a call from uh, Andy Capes for or an email, that, and I feel horrible. There's a couple of our, our latest Pick and Save Student Athlete of the Weeks that I haven't gotten their plaque to him because this time in basketball, this time of the year is tough. So as soon as basketball season's over – um, I will make sure that I get those plaques, and, and Jerome is certainly one of those guys that I will get. You're really proud of him. Uh, both him and Malcolm. Like yeah. I said, just because of, uh, you know, kids accomplish these things all the time. You know, hey, kids go on to college and play sports and get a degree and go have a good job. And the kids that we see, a lot of times, it it isn't just uh, a matter of fact that that's going to happen. There's a, there's a lot of obstacles for them to overcome, and, and they have done it. Coach, I can tell you real quick. I was uh, I was coaching at um, at a grade school in the suburbs of Milwaukee um, when when after I left Dominican and Matthew, my son, was born. This is years ago, and I was coaching at this suburban grade school and and we practiced at uh, six o'clock and at quarter to six, the minivans pulled up, the kids got out in their ski jackets from a nice warm car to a nice warm gym, practiced till seven thirty. At quarter after seven, the minivans started pulling up and the kids. Got done with practice and got home, and they had a nice meal. And and then I took a job in the city because I wanted my son to be comfortable with anybody who wanted to play basketball. And those kids, I was picking the kids up and, you know, having to find jackets for a couple of them. And, oh, yeah, we've done that. And I would drive them home, and the lights would be off, and they'd say, my grandma's not home, which I thought she was going to be home, and I'd take them to my house until the grandma got home. And do you know what? If I if I ever went back to coach grade school, I would go back and coach there. It was so much harder. But I'll tell you this: these kids loved the fact that they got a chance to play basketball. And in the, in the, the first school I talked about, if we lost to a team, they never want to see those guys again. The second school, if we lost to a team, they said, "Coach, find them. Find, what tournament are they in? Bring them here. We'll scrimmage them. We want to play them again." And it was so personal. And it was so like, man. All right, let's get after it. Let's go. But it was it was much more difficult on my family life, but it meant so much to those kids, much more to to the kids that I had in the city 
than than the other school. Maybe it was just school by school, but that was my experience. Uh, yeah, there are some different challenges. You you hear some different things and different stories, and that's that's part of the territory. Yeah, it was, uh, and I still sometimes see some kids from oh. from the city school, and they're like, "Man, that was fun back then." Although go, I, I will say this, you know, coaching out in the suburbs too, that there is no utopia. You know, everyone has their no set doubt. of issues. Everyone deals with different problems. Um, you know, I remember listening. I don't you remember the name Jeff Rudder. Uh, he's a West Dallas yep. Hill guy, and now yep. he's coaching college, and he told me that many years ago, there's no utopia. And at that time, you know, he said, the coach at Kentucky right now is sitting here in his office complaining about something that isn't good enough for that job, and it's a Kentucky job, you know, one of the greatest jobs. But that's the nature. Like yes. I said, there's, every coach, every school has its set of problems that you have to figure out how to deal with. There's no doubt. And and it's funny because back then, and this is years and years and years ago, I I didn't know that. I know it now. I know it now, and it's it's more open in the public now. But there are there are issues anywhere Everywhere. you are, Everywhere. and 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 they're different issues yep. from one one school to the other. But they are. Let's get to a break. Other side of the break, Daryl Longley, man, Bayview's playing well. They're you think, good. You think they got a shot? Yes, I do. I do too. I, I Daryl was in. He he's impressive. I liked him. Yep. Yeah, he can come in studio anytime. We'll talk to Daryl Longley, head coach at Bayview. They play Washington, and they just got done playing Washington a couple weeks ago, so he knows what he's in for. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, alongside Ty Mosler, sitting in for David Cooks, a little bit under the weather today. Ty was coming in anyway, but this gave uh, this gave us each a chance to talk a little bit because <laughs> Cooks gets in, he starts, the action. he starts singing. singing yeah, and right. can't, i got to show him the numbers because we can show numbers, you know. He starts singing, we'd lose half our audience, man. <laughs> The Nielsen ratings? Yeah, they're gone. They're just gone when he uh, when he starts singing. I, I don't know if I can find those for him, but I'll give it a shot. Division two's tough, man. I, I yes, th- it is. I, you think Division two's tougher than any of them? Uh it's right up there. It's it's a de- it's a debate. You can make a case. Can make a case today at Milwaukee Lutheran seven o'clock game. You going to that one? No, I'm yeah. avoiding that one. Are I, you? I, yeah, the crowd, man. I. No. One, no. I'm going to the Brown Deer game with B.A. and Wapon, and that will go have dinner with my family. You, can, you, you If you want directions to uh, to Evansville, let me know. I already got them. I know where that is. Yeah, all right. Yeah. 7 o'clock tonight, Milwaukee, Washington against Milwaukee Bayview. We are now joined by the head basketball coach at Bayview. He was in studio a few weeks ago. Big fan of his. He's one of the young guns doing a really good job. Daryl Longley, how you been, coach? I'm good. How you guys doing? Doing good. Nice win against Pewaukee. Set yourself up for a rematch against Milwaukee, Washington. Thank you. Thank you. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling well. Feeling well. Feeling set. Really? Man, yeah. you and I are exact opposite, Coach, because I barely slept last night, and I'm nervous as they get. Oh, I didn't sleep much, but I'm, I'm feeling good. <laughs> hey, what did you guys learn from playing Milwaukee, Washington a few weeks ago? Uh, we know we can beat them. Um, we feel like we can play with those guys. Uh, we made a lot of mistakes. Uh, the guys are ready. They know what, exactly what they need to do. 
so we know we got a shot. Um, Ty, you've played against both teams, right? Unfortunately, I have, yes. Yeah, how'd you do? <laughs> here I am. Here, yeah, I'm you're here. Talk, you're talk, I'm not on the other side you're of the not, You're the not microphone. on the other side. Um, you agree with Daryl that Bayview's got a shot? Absolutely. I said this uh, a while back, that why Bayview has a shot. You know, a lot of teams in our conference didn't have a shot. I thought there was two of them. Uh, Bayview was one of them, and I thought Madison was the other. I know Vincent got them, and Washington was sitting some kids for whatever reason, but... Bayview has the length to match up with Washington, which a lot of teams don't have. They have a couple 6'6 kids that are long. They got uh, a 6'4", 6'5 kid that will wear you out on the glass, and they can defend multiple positions. And the, you know, you're probably not completely shutting down a Michael Foster, Deontay Long, or no. the Trey White kid, but they have the length and the size to neutralize them and not let them go off. Plus, then Bayview's guards... He's got three good guards that are quick with the basketball and can handle the ball that if Washington takes their guards to go pressure, Bayview's got kids that can handle that pressure and still get the ball from point A to point B without turning it over. So I don't think it's a layup that, you know, Washington's favorite. I understand that. But I don't think it's quite a layup that Washington is just going to win this game. Look, from the first – from from when, when, when some players came into Nicolay, when that happened – What? When that happened, you know what? All of a sudden, on social media, a lot of people talk about the Washington-Nicolay matchup, the Washington-Nicolay matchup. And I'm telling you, people are still talking about that. Who are you going to root for when it's Washington-Nicolay? And I'm like, I'm not rooting for anybody until that game gets here because there, there, there may be some other teams down the stretch that, that might have something to do with it. And Bayview's one, one of them. one of them, absolutely. So, what do you guys got going today now? Here you are sitting in the seven o'clock games on Saturday are the worst because you're sitting around all day long. So what do you guys got going on here, Daryl, for your kids today? Uh, me personally, I got about seven. I went over to the school. I worked out. So I'm feeling good. Just had breakfast with my brother. Um, all the boys are meeting me at school around two o'clock. I'm going to go a little walkthrough, a little uh, more game planning from last night. And I'll just get some shots up, relax, and have a little lunch and then head over to the gym. Yeah, that's a nice quick drive for you to Milwaukee Lutheran. It's not bad, yeah. Yeah, not, not bad. bad. Thank you, WIA. It's an hour and a half drive for. <laughs> am I complaining too much about this? I think Have you so. Yeah, I, f- I feel like I'm complaining too much. Similar to what we're doing, Daryl. We're meeting around two two fifteen, and we'll get uh, some film work done, get some shots up, get some food, and get on the bus. Hey, are you guys 100 yeah. percent healthy at this point, Daryl? You got everybody that you know you you need to have. Yeah, we're good. We're good. We're healthy. The kids are locked in. Um, if you got another six six kid, got me. I can grab him if you need it. <laughs> now, so, well, uh, if he guy. transfers in time and you can get to the WI <laughs> to do an appeal, you might be able to get a kid on a ten day contract. <laughs> and, and we'll give you the Sean Ford he's, kid. He's asking you for a six six kid. Yeah, right. Right. He's we asking, have a six four kid. Yeah, I mean, and, we, and you say he's six six just because you've never had a six six. He's not. Yet. No, he's not. <laughs> he's not. Yeah, you're asking the wrong guy for a six six kid. South Division yeah. doesn't get much size, I'll tell you that. Hey, yeah, um, Sean over there. Sean's a nice size kid. I like him. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. If you wanted a kid to help the grade point, Jerome Mabry would be your kid. My yeah. goodness. Did, I don't know if you had a chance to listen to that last segment, but I man, did, yeah. how impressive is that kid? Yeah. Good kid. Good kid. Man, that's good. Hey, Coach, uh, good luck today. And, again, you know, a lot of people are looking past anything that any of the games between now and the state final – and you know what? It's time for you guys to make that statement. This would be a good statement win for you. Yeah, yeah, that's the plan. So we're here.
Excellent. That's, I, I, again, go ahead. And, and the thing for Bayview, they're not 21-2 and two by accident. And it's not like they went out and played a, a soft schedule and just loaded up on you know a bunch of bad teams. They've beaten good teams. Right. You know, and they're run through the playoffs. You know, beating Pewaukee on a neutral court, that's a difficult game. Yes. You know, last year, the same Washington team went down to the wire with Pewaukee. I mean, yeah. like, the games that Bayview's been winning have been tough games. I, so they're, they're ready. They're good. Hey, Daryl, last question. Is uh, is your mom uh, <laughs> cooking for your pregame meal or what? Uh, she, she's not. She has a, she has an event this morning, so she we couldn't get her off the hook. She's yeah. uh, she's locked in with another event. Yeah, you know what the event is? She's cooking for the Martin Luther boys. We hired her. <laughs> you got her? I knew you was on it. Yeah, we're on it. He's Daryl Longley, head basketball coach at Bayview. Good luck. Again, 7 o'clock tonight at Milwaukee Lutheran. Appreciate it, guys. You bet. Thanks, Coach. One of the young guns in the city conference. You he like is, him. Yeah, he's doing a good job. He's got, uh, he's got uh, uh, again, a, a team that has a little bit of everything, some length, some size, some guards that are quick, some guys that can shoot them. Uh, they have some things in place that uh, make them difficult to defend. Uh, they go to battle for, for Daryl. And, uh, uh, you know, again, I I completely understand why everyone says, hey, Washington's a favorite, you know, and you got three high majors on your team and, the truth of the matter is, is Bayview doesn't have three high majors. They got good players, How, and they have kids that are going to play scholarship basketball at some level. So I understand Washington being being favored, yeah. but I don't think that Washington just shows up and wins by twenty. How much uh, has the addition of this guard that moved in from Texas? Oh, the the free agent signing. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, there's a reason why Kansas and LSU and whoever else has offered him. Um, he's really good, and uh, Washington was really good before they had him. Yeah. You know. That puts a uh, another difficult matchup on the court when you have a six five point guard, and they had Washington had depth prior to this, and when you add a really good player, you know I'm not a math guy, but that adds a little bit more depth, right? What does it do to the chemistry of the team? I find that interesting, right? I mean, uh, kids, you know, kids don't always understand that. It's oh man, you're getting this good player, you are, but that it means then one of you is not playing because he is, right? And you know, Freddie's got to deal with that, and, and it's the the whole Phil Jackson thing, you know, you got all these players that are good. You, you know, know, one so, basketball. Right, and how you you got to get all of them on the same page and be willing to sacrifice when, you, you know, sometimes it can be easier to coach when you don't have five kids that all need the ball to be productive. And that's, you know, Washington has really good players. I'll tell you what, um, and, and, I've, and I've known this a long time, but really learning it here at Martin Luther this year, that it makes such a difference when kids know their role. And they understand their role, and they, and they accept, accept, accept it. That's the hardest part. You can accept their tell them role. their role all you want, but if they don't accept it, it's not going to work when you, you know, toss the ball up Friday night. Yeah, let's get you a break. You ready for some predictions? Absolutely. Other side of the break, Ty Mosler, because we're going to predict. I won't do much. I already, I'm already one to know. I already made my first prediction, which was Martin Luther by 15. Oh. I might bump it up to 20 uh, next segment. Uh. You know what? We're just going to get out of this show. We're going to do 15 minutes of commercials. We'll get back to Ty's predictions other than the Martin Luther one. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show. As always, presented by your local pick-and-save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The fan, you know, we asked uh, Daryl 
what if his mom was going to feed his team and I said we hired her, we didn't. You know what we do for uh, pregame meals? I tell you this. We uh, we met with Have our friends. Have you told friends. me? Yeah. So, I've, I've heard. Yeah. It, it, Ty was unbelievable. And, and, and I want to thank our friends at Wendy's, Chili's, Perkins, and Fazoli's. We met with those guys before the year started, Coach Wallersheim and I, and said, look, we – you know what? We struggle with this. Do you, do you have some some ideas? And they said, not only do we have ideas, we'll take care of you. And gave us a really good price. And every day at some place, today it's Chili's, and looking forward to going down there. And uh, the other night it was uh, it was Perkins. Before that it was Wendy's. And my, my, my guys at Fazoli's been unbelievable. Our players are loving it. It's, well, it's, yeah, like, a, it's like a college deal, I think. Mm-hmm. We walk in and, and uh, they get fed. They get a good meal. That 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 people that understand that part of nutrition, they say, look, you should hear this would be good for you guys to eat three hours beforehand, and we go and do it, and uh, so far so good. So I want to thank them a lot. They have been a great partner of ours in this, and Sheila Mickey and her group. Uh, I can't say thank you enough. It's been a really really good partnership. So good to hear. Yeah, other coaches I would highly recommend. You know what? Uh, before your season next year, if you're doing baseball or football. I would get a hold of those guys and and say, can we come in the way McGivern and Wallersheim came in and sit and talk to you guys about it? And they'll spend the time. They'll they'll tell you exactly what we did, and so far, so good. So we uh, we we haven't eaten with them twice this year. Played Brook Central and Brook, Brook East. East. Yeah. Probably had a lot to do with the food. And not- <laughs> That's what I think. It certainly wasn't the coaching. Nope. <laughs> wasn't either Brookfield it School was- either. No, oh, no, because they don't run good stuff at nope. Brook East or... And Rux is good, isn't he? Mm, yes, he is. Hey, uh, let, hey, were you surprised Kimberly got beat? A little bit? Uh, a little bit. I mean, Nina got him once earlier in the year. And Nina's got a really good score. Um, so that Fox Valley Conference, there's not sometimes a big difference from first place to fifth place. Right. Teams up, you know, again, we were talking earlier about the uh, Greater Metro being yeah. the best conference. Fox Valley's probably number two. Uh, yes, I, I think so. And and you're right. Between one and five, a lot Six, of times, seven, nine, not a know, ton. No, they they all run good stuff, and they're tough kids. Yep. And let's get some predictions from you. Uh, Sussex Hamilton and Brookfield Central. Sorry, Dan. Sussex Hamilton. I would say that you know having a Baldwin is is a difference maker. Sun Prairie Madison Lafollette. For Booz's sake, because of all the crap he dealt with uh, this past year, I hope that uh, I hope that they win. Um, and you know. They're still good, obviously, if they're playing at this point. I'm curious to see how they handle Madison LaFollette's speed. Right. They're extremely quick. Um, I want some Prairie to win, but I'm going to go with LaFollette's guards. I'm going to go with Prairie. I saw them up in uh, up in uh, lacrosse. Midwest. They played, yeah, they played uh, before we did, and I was impressed with the way they played. Yeah, Booz does Je- a good job. Jeff Booz is good. Mm-hmm. Man, it was good to see him. Do you know, um, he used to bring his son, Michael, Mm-hmm. Who's a year younger than my son Matthew? Down for AAU tournaments that I used to kind of like have our teams do, and we'd get some things going on at Dominican. And uh, I'd call him to come on the show. He wouldn't. He won't come on. No. I so I see him. him up there, and I go during warmups, and I stand right behind their bench, and I just look at him. And he turns. He goes, "Oh, hey, buddy." I go, "No, don't you, hey, buddy, me? Mm-hmm. You got to be kidding me." His, his son Michael's on his staff now. He's laughing. He goes, "You call me, I'll come on your show." But Booz is good, yes, and you're is. right. The kind of stuff that he went through, um, I he's I'm, very I'm well pick. deserving of this. I hope they win. I do. Walk shall West West Dallas Central. I'm taking Wack. I said them back in January. I'm gonna stay with it. 
It's a close game. Wes is obviously very good, but yeah, gonna go with Wack. They 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 are really good. I, there's no doubt about that. Um, Lacrosse Central and Merrill Central. They've been there. Yeah, they got. I mean, they're, boy, they got some horses. And then, don't that's they? another one. Everyone, what, what, what Washington Nicolet State Final. Cross Central's got something to say about that. You got three D1 athletes that you can throw out there, maybe four. You know, and I saw them against Brookfield Central, and they did not – Brook Central made them not look no, all that right. good. And that's a three-hour bus ride for just one game. You right. Know. That's hard. Yes. That's hard. kids. Kakana yes. and Nicolay. It's another one. Every, it's a layup, Nicolay. And here's the thing. Nicolay hasn't been involved in too many close games other than over out east right. in December when it didn't really matter if you won or lost. Not really. Well, here's the game that matters, and that guy on the sideline for Kakana can coach a little bit. A little bit. And yeah, he's got he's guards good. that can handle it, that can play multiple temples and not turn the ball over against Nicolay's press. And then Nicolay hasn't been in this situation before. Kakana kids have. They're in it every year. Now, again, Nicolay is the better team and probably wins. But when somebody texts me today and says, hey, Kakana won, I'm not going to be shocked whatsoever. Do you think that people, just high school basketball people, are rooting against Nikolai? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, I do, too. Do you know when, when those kids transferred, um, I, I got four emails, two text messages, and a handwritten letter that said, look, you highlight, promote, and celebrate high school athletics. And I don't think, and it was all written differently, but all had the same theme, which was, if you if you highlight, promote, and celebrate what's going on at Nicolay right now, I don't think I'll be able to listen to your show anymore. Fair. And I saw I, Coach Hanson. I saw Alan and Brooks Central. I said, I don't think I can have you in. And he's like, what? I said, here's what's going on. Right now. They're a lightning round A lot right of now. pressure on you right now. Yes, there is. A lot of pressure. And I, I find this fascinating. I've talked about this with our coaching staff. Let's say Nicolay and Washington do get to the state final, which could very well happen. Yeah. What happens in that? Coalfield uh, uh, House yeah. that night. Like, what's the crowd going to be? Because a lot of people don't like those two situations Correct. because of how the rosters are made up. But yet, everybody wants to see the best play the best, and they both have the best. You bet. So, who shows up? How many people show up? You know, because again, reality is, is you know, Washington's a city school, and we don't, city schools don't get big followings, but people want to see the best players, which those two have. Right. Is it packed but quiet? Are people booing, or do people not show up? Wow. I think it's fascinating. It's really fascinating. we got to get through a couple of these pretty quickly. Mount Horm and Elkhorn. Mount Herb. Uh, Washington and Bayview. Washington. Uh, Northwestern and Wisconsin Dells. The Dells. Yeah, I think so, too. Freedom in Denmark. John Myron, freedom all the way. You think the Irish? Yes. John Myron knows what he's doing. Wapon and Brookfield Academy. Um, I, I would think Wapon, you know, the... Coach's son for Wapan, uh, Domas. Domas. Yep. Makes a difference with his ability to do things inside and out. He's really good. Mm-hmm. He's really good. We're going to stop there. Martin Luther by 20. Really? Yeah, maybe. What? How'd that happen? We just, uh, we've been at, we, we went to a break and you were at like 12 I, or something. I crunch some numbers over here. <laughs> Oshkosh Lords over Marathon. You like it, Lords? You Oshkosh do? West guy, yeah. Yeah. Ron well, Colley Science, that should be a good game. That should be a really good game. Yeah, science it, has got some dudes. You want to talk about putting together a roster? Science has got some guys. And they did. Yeah, didn't they just get a new one or something? He wasn't in uniform Wednesday night when they played by us. He the, wasn't. No, who knows, man. But there could be someone else today. I don't know. <laughs> hey, I like uh, Sheboygan Area Lutheran against Rio in Division Five. 
I agree. And I like uh, Banger over Southwestern in Division Five. That the point guard from Southwestern turned his ankle. Mark Miller didn't call to tell you that, did he? He didn't. He turned his ankle uh, middle of the second half last game, and he's questionable. Lingering from the football season. Questionable. <laughs> you know, I'm just kidding with that, I, right? I, yes, I know. Yeah, good because you know when uh, Chuck Freeman used to ask me, I'd say, "Just talk to me about football teams around here." And he'd say, "What do you think of that quarterback at Banger?" And I'd say, "You know what? His left tackle is out, so I'm I'm a little worried about his health tonight." And he'd go, "You're kidding, Dude, right?" On, what are you talking about? Yeah, why are you doing that? Hey, Ty, thank D5, you. D five, Sheboygan Lutheran, Green Bay, New Lutheran, you, Lutheran guys, man, that could be a big one in the state I'm, final right there. It is. I'm a Baptist guy, coach at Lutheran school, though. <laughs> and went to Mesmer. But yeah, Brookside, <laughs> I got it all covered. Shalom, everybody. How about that? <laughs> shalom, my yeah, brother. you got it. Thank you. It's good, Ty. Thank you. Oh, yeah, it's good to time. see you. This is the Wendy's Varsity Blitz High School Basketball Coaches Show presented by our local pick and save stores on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.